listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where every single Sunday we're hustling. Bang, 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 goal. In the first three minutes of the game, not only did, did we score a goal for the over, but it was Leverkusen. Yep. This is magic. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can hit us up every single Sunday. We'll put green in those pockets at Josh Jordan975. At Harrison the Prod, my man Brazilian Hector, at Jerry Bone Nose. Let's get it going. Second hour. Man, that did not take long, guys. I hope you fired on that soccer bet Jerry just gave out. He's been killing it all week, so just keep rolling with Jerry Bow, man. He's making you money. And there's nothing better than in like what the first minute or two, three minutes of the game, you, you know, you take it over and they already put a score on the board. Like that's a great feeling. That's what we wanted. That's what we saw. We again, it goes back to needing and wanting and uh, just to get into a little something earlier this week. I, I listened to this podcast and this guy was t- uh, handicapping soccer and he's t- my man threw in sidelines like sidelines. Like, really? What's the thought behind this? Because, OK, we use sidelines in handicapping sometimes March Madness once they go to these different venues and say it's uh, say it's they're playing in a football stadium, say that basketball is getting held. Uh, a basketball event is being held in a football stadium, obviously for capacity in a big March Madness ma- uh, game. Uh, use sidelines because you say maybe the shooter is going to have a hard time in a big stadium. It's different. But but when you're using sidelines for soccer, okay. So then I use this use this theory. If you if you ask me right now for money, do you want to shoot a free throw blindfolded or do you want to shoot a penalty shot blindfolded? I'm gonna do the penalty shot. That's a 24 foot goal. Do you want to shoot a three pointer blindfolded or do you want to shoot a, a free kick outside the box blindfolded? I'll take the free kicks outside the box because the sidelines is different. It's a it's a goal and and for people to be using that, I heard them use it over Tottenham because their new stadium people. Uh, they're not winning there because people are uh, supposedly uh, getting used to the sidelines. Are you kidding me? It's more because the schedule. It's because they had Man City and uh, in a span of two game, uh, five games, they played them twice. It's because they made uh, they're they're in the middle of a Champions League run where they're going real deep. So yeah, a lot of their uh, concentration and motivation is is towards that. And of course, if you're playing a tough game on a Wednesday and then you got to play a, a domestic game on a Friday or Saturday, it's gonna it's going to show in your in in your performance. Performances, obviously, sure. and and so, so make sure that the things that you look at are relevant to now. You know what I mean? Don't uh, there's trends that say, man, five the last eight years these teams blah blah. Well, who was the defensive coordinator? Who was the offensive coordinator? Uh, who was the quarterback? If we're th- we're throwing up uh, different, if you throw up a ten year stat from the Texans whenever they didn't have Watson to what? what like, how does that? How is that relevant? How is that relevant? It's not. Exactly, it's not, and just make sure that the, some of these guys that give you picks, they don't, they 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 genuinely uh, do it from the theory of the game and from that aspect, and not to just. Uh, uh, I'm going to sound smart, and I'm just going to throw numbers that you probably can't even go look up, and I know you can't do that. So good luck doing that. Yep. Fifty-one and twenty-six and thirty-two under the spread under the snow after eating turkey. Like, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. And we see this in the NBA, right? It's about motivation. Sometimes if, you know, a team's traveling, they're going to Miami the night before or they're going to L.A. or, you know, one of these, Get LeBron you know, one of these really cool cities where it's got a good bar scene. You know, sometimes that those guys don't play that well because they went out and partied the night before. So those are things you have to you have to take those into account. 
I want to talk about the Lakers. And a lot's happened happen in the offseason. A lot's yet to happen. Yeah. But when when the news that Magic Johnson was no longer gonna, going to hold his position, uh, a lot of things came out. Uh, email exchange. Yeah. That shouldn't have gone out. That, and they maybe say they say that that's what led to it. Then you wonder, what was LeBron's thoughts to all this? Because was Magic a reason? Did Magic sell him trying to get the, to, to L.A.? Did you know what 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 did Magic sell to him to to come to L.A.? Did uh, what, what did he what dream did he give him? You know, did yep. did it does this help the Laker organization? How did they find out who 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 told LeBron? I always wondered that. Like, how did LeBron find out? Did he did he find out from TV? I don't know. Let's take a listen here. Magic stepped down. What was that? How did you find out? Yeah, what was that process I, I like? Through him. You <laughs> <laughs> found out Magic stepped down through him. Yeah, he came locker room. Yeah, and I found, out from, I found out from Randy. Between my stretching session, my right hand comes to me and say, Ma- Magic just stepped down. And I'm like, man, get my face. You bull. <laughs> I go check my phone. I look at it. It happened. Personally, for me, I came here to be a part of the Lakers organization, having a conversation with Magic. So it was just weird for him to just be like, I'm out of here. And not even have no like, hey, Bron, kiss my ass, I'm gone. It's not, it wasn't even that. Yeah, but it was different for me. Like, like when I was, I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and I took a minute and I was like, yo, cool, so we doing tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And that was Lonzo Ball. He uh, he had him on the uh, episode of The Shop. I believe it's going to be, uh, it was last night's episode. It just, you don't figure it goes down like that in these professional organizations, right? Or do you? Because to, to hear it like that and then hear Lonzo cracking that, and he can yeah. only crack so much jokes. He don't have LeBron's pool, so he better <laughs> be, he the big baller better be careful. Uh-huh. But. It just to see them, t- and this is what they say on air. Don't get me wrong, and that if you haven't watched that show, you get a whole different perspective on some of these guys for the way they uh, present things, talk it. You remember Antonio Brown was on there acting foolish, and now just to see these guys, imagine when the when the camera was off and they got to say a little more, just a little more, what they really thought. Uh-huh. But to to say, uh, man, he didn't even call me to say kiss my ass. It's like, <laughs> I, I think and this is just me. Uh, I think Magic was embarrassed, right? I mean, the rumor is that he was basically, I think Jeannie Buss hit like a reply all and started talking about what a terrible job he's been doing. And I think that's kind of how Magic found out. Is We've all been there, right, with that, oh, no, is that person attached on that email? Like that, that horrible that's feeling in your feeling, stomach. Right? Yeah. That's the worst yes. feeling. Yes. And, you know, so Magic's like, oh, look, a new email from Bus. Oh, I'm terrible at my job. What's this? That's why I like uh, you know? pagers because you can send them anonymously, just 304 someone. Yeah. <laughs> you, you 304. Yeah, it's true. That's true. But, I mean, we've all had that happen or, you know, you – you text the wrong person and you're, you're, you know, you're talking to somebody else. Thank God that's not something I have to deal with very often, but I think we've all been there where you have that, that, that feeling in your stomach. Let me ask you, you being the, the social media guy here, yeah. gal and stuff, have you ever sent out something? Because oh, I know you said like on uh, sure. on, a, on a April Fool's day one year, yeah. a long year, time ago they got you, but do you ever – because – me when before I hit enter and, and I don't have any I'm not posting on the uh, the company's thing I still get 
I'm st- I read it like three, four, five times, and I, I have to tell myself, am I sure that's the way this guy's name's spelled? Like, yep. how is it from your perspective? That's got to be nerve-wracking. It is, man. And I don't know if you know this, the internet doesn't mind telling you that you made a mistake. You know, they, they, they don't mind doing that. They, they, grammar, grammar Yeah, spelling, grammar, just your overall take, you know, whatever. Uh, they don't mind letting you know that you screwed up. So I'll tell you, man, it's... Uh, it's something that you get better with practice. You know, when you do it so often and everything you write goes in the public domain, if, and I've been doing this, man, for God, like four or five years now. So, you know, that's it's crazy it's been that long, but I have. So it, it gets easier. But you're right. You know, I double-check everything. You know, and it's sports map, too. I You know, I, I edit people's articles, and if there's a spelling mistake, I'm supposed to be the one that corrects it. You know, and Fred has to deal with that, too. You know, it's part of the gig. But you get trained. Your eyes get trained to look for mistakes. And in this day and age, you have spell check. You have Grammarly. You, you have all these, you know, even on Twitter, a lot of times it'll underline the word if it's spelled wrong. So if you use your tools, you know, you should be okay. But Dude, it's 2019. People are just looking to get offended about stuff. So you, you see have Barry. Yeah. He's on a no tolerance policy. Yep. I feel him though, man, because it becomes a point where uh, people don't even read what they know what point you were making, and, right. it, and it takes away from the point. And and now we're now we're wasting, uh, we're exchanging words over over something. Come on, man! Like, come on now. If, yeah. Don't get me wrong. If it appears now on a article or something where it went through your hands, uh, hopefully you're using some kind sure. of uh, editor and then your editor's hands as well. Then you start, but then still it's like, let me go to your job. That's, that's what I tell people. Right. Let me go to your job and do something. That guy that I was exchanging with AJ earlier this week. Yeah. I told, let's go to his job and bring up Twitter beef. Like, let's go wherever you are. Yeah. I think he was a cop. Yeah. Like, let's go to your job and talk about Twitter beef, bro. Like, yep. like they won't do that. And no. it's, if we live in a world where if Harrison right now presses a wrong, everyone knows like if he presses the wrong button right now everyone knows there's no redo there's no let's let's erase this real quick it's right. like let's let's move on about it and and that's it's just it's rough it's, it's a thankless job and because people only notice when you make a mistake you know like people don't notice you when you're doing your job right you know I've run a board before you know if you're doing everything you're hitting your brakes everything your fades are, are tight nobody notices they just think the show's going well but if there's a mistake it's real obvious same thing with social media but what bothers me is you know when people complain you know I'll get this garbage off my timeline and you know just go crazy and you're just like all you have to do is keep scrolling. You know, if it's not about something you're in, not interested in, just keep scrolling. Like, I never find it necessary to go tell somebody how upset I am that they put something on their Facebook page that I happen to follow. You know, it, I, I just would never do that. But you know what? Different strokes for different folks, man. And this actually uh, gives me an idea. And if you're listening out there, we're going to need your participation in this. I was with a, a couple of buddies. Uh, this was a long w- way back, but it was a segment that we had thought out. And maybe we'll start using it. We thought, why don't y'all have something called Troll Busters? <laughs> like, so if yeah. you're out there and you're listening, go ahead and send. Anytime that you see someone trolling on any random post throughout the week, send it to um, the Moneyline975 Twitter page. Or you can uh, you can email me at uh BC BC Boy Charlie Eric Charlie BCEC twenty twenty at yahoo.com and um, I'll look into them and I, I want I want to compile just a random these these random Twitter weirdos that that, that <laughs> find it necessary to come out and and just because you're me I, I, just like fame just famous Twitter people and you go on there and you read to just click their comments and see how weird people really oh, are man 
people are terrible to each other. I mean, if you Twitter's not a nice place. I mean, people are just waiting to to you know to troll you. And you know, sometimes it's funny. You know, it, it happens. I mean, it it is what it is. So. You know, it's just something you have to deal with in 2019, man. And if you become, you know, lucky enough to be, like, super famous, like, go through a big celebrity. Like, go through their Twitter timeline and their mentions, man. I mean, oh, my God, people are just terrible. So, you know, it's part of the deal now, man. And I used to... uh I used to think, I used to get real bad about it when I first started on Twitter because I'm, I'm I would think of it like the real world like man yeah. what are you doing to me you're but at the end of the day people know what it comes with and if if someone has the time to take it out of their day to try to to, to take away to to correct you on grammar to take away your point or to not even worry about that there's people that wake up angry and they go to Twitter yeah. and then they, they go look at these. Something I found, if go look at what some of these people that troll, go look at, go to their page and go hit their mentions and their likes. Go see what they're up to. And there's about 10 right before you on that same day, just random people. Just random people they're hitting up. Mm-hmm. Just just make, trying, 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 yeah. trying to urinate in their Cheerios in the morning. <laughs> we're not going to do that here. It's a tequila Sunday. It it's is. Cinco de Mayo, and we're going to turn it up for the rest of this show. We'll be back. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. <laughs> Just wait till the rat comes to the next place. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, welcome back to Moneyline. If you guys didn't see it last night, Adam Sandler made his return to Saturday Night Live. Shockingly, Jerry, he'd never hosted the show before. I, you, I, I found that know, weird, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys, they've done it five or six times. And, you know, he's maybe the most famous cast member in the last 25 years. And he had never hosted. So he came back and hosted last night. And he brought back one of his famous old characters, Opera Man. And he did a little bit there on James Harden and, you know, Draymond poking him in the eye, as you heard in the audio. But, man, it was really funny. It was a good episode. There were a couple couple skits that weren't great, but most of them overall were really funny. And that's one of the best SNLs I've seen in years. So, of course, they, they talked about our Rockets a little bit, so I wanted to play that audio. So if you missed it, go check it out. It was really funny. And, you know, SNL hasn't been exactly terrific the last several years, but it was really good last night. And the other cool thing, too, he did a, a little tribute to Chris Farley where he has a song that he wrote about Chris Farley where he plays guitar, and that's how he closed out the show last night. And they had a bunch of images of Chris Farley from all his years at SNL and some of his funny skits and, and him and Sandler hanging together, David Spade, Chris Rock was on the show too. Wow. Yeah, I That's mean, it, yeah, it was a big one and it it was it was really touching. You could tell he was kind of you know, he was getting choked up a little bit singing about Chris Farley who, you know, we all know he passed away many years ago now. But anyway, it was a really cool moment. So, if, you know, if you're a Chris Farley fan, Adam Sandler fan, definitely worth going and checking out. You can pull it up on YouTube and have a look. Just to uh Put a bow, I guess, on Twitter, weirdos. <laughs> I want to bring up something uh, just to show you what kind of Twitter world we, we live in here. And there's only so much I could read off of this, but uh, 
Cliff Kingsbury's girlfriend, uh, Holly Saunders. Yeah, that's she, it. She released a uh, and a lucky man he is. Let me uh, let me add on that part. Yeah, they're she, nice. <laughs> she uh, it was during the Easter weekend. She re- barely re- basically released a bunch of pictures of weirdos like uh, hit her DMs up, and she's just like, man, look look at the world. Like I just want y'all to see what I what I have to deal with. So uh, very carefully, I'm going to try to, to maneuver with these, giving you the uh, the idea of what's coming. So basically, <laughs> she said, here y'all go. Y'all wanted some DMs. One guy, uh, uh, hello, I would like to very much bury my face in between your chicken breast. <laughs> Next guy. If, he basically sent her a, a, co- a picture of a, a coupon, a, a voucher that he had won. To the Great Wolf Lodge, one night stay for a family of six. So he won a family pass, and he's, you know, he, he's he's got a wife probably. Like <laughs> he he's 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 in a dark room does. saying, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna go to the Wolf Lodge?" She responds with, uh, "Are we taking the family too?" <laughs> Next one, well, that let me let me skip that one. I can't read that one, but this one says, "How do you feel about a candlelight spaghetti dinner over Skype, where we can vibe and I can explain to you how I would like to walk through Snake Islands in Australia? I'd get bit by millions of venomous snakes, come back from the dead just to have the gri- uh, the opportunity to sniff the grip of your golf." <laughs> Next one, I would crawl through two miles of broken glass to drop into the Mississippi River to swim upstream with 45-pound dumbbells tied to my groin area, <laughs> only using Ellen DeGeneres' gas <laughs> just to be able to hear you fart on a walkie-talkie after late-night Taco Bell. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that one. That's got to be the winner. But what is going on Twitter? Quit it. Oh, my God. Quit it. <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you guys? Quit that. that that's how you sweet talk a lady, Jerry. Garbage. I mean, it is garbage. I mean, that's how you pick up a lady. I hate you that because you're a creep. That's the guy that logs off and then goes drives a school bus. You know what I mean? Oh, you're like, like yeah. Oh, bro. Like, dude, speaking of Sandler, he's the guy from Billy Madison, Steve Buscemi, putting the, putting the lipstick on and, and, you know, crossing the names off the list of the people he's looking to kill. Like, these are the kind of weirdos we're dealing with here. To go out of your and to put that in print, like that is next to your name, and that's forever going to be on the internet. It's not like a conversation, you know, like that's forever there. People can screen cap that. It's forever there, and something that's forever going to be in this guy's pockets two million dollars. A Tennessee man who's never traveled north of Kentucky hit a two million dollar scratch off ticket, and the news came to him. And the only thing and that he had to say is, I don't care, I'm still a redneck. <laughs> My man says he plans on changing nothing. Money doesn't. I like this though. This is yeah. a good thing because some people get that and they, they try to be uh, mm-hmm. try to be extra. You know what I mean? They start trying to live a, a lifestyle that they shouldn't be. My man right here, he's chugging a beer with the. I think that's the way I do it. He has the the check kind of leaning off with one hand and he's chugging a pint. Like that's that, how you got to do it. You know. And if you weren't happy before you got millions of dollars, you're probably not going to be happy afterwards. You know what I mean? The money just takes the stress off you from having to pay your bills. But if you were an unhappy person before, you're probably still going to be an unhappy person. You'll just be an unhappy rich person. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of funny. Speaking of that, I was watching uh, – do you remember the comedian Dane Cook? Yeah. I remember definitely. like he was What really, happened to him? Exactly. I forgot about I him. I know. You remember he was huge for a while. And then I, I saw him on a podcast earlier today. It was like on Barstool or something. And apparently – I didn't didn't know this his own brother 
embezzled and just stole millions of dollars like all that money he remember because he did some films and he did like some like arena tours for comedy and his brother ended up embezzling his basically his mother his brother was his money manager and he ended up embezzling all this money from him he had no idea and then he went to finally decide to move out to california from the from the west coast or you know to the West Coast from the East Coast, and he had to get a new money man because his brother was on the East Coast, and his brother was being all weird, like, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. You'll get eaten alive going out there. And, you know, he thought that was kind of weird, but he ended up moving out there anyway. And then sure enough, he said he just got this terrible feeling one night, just like, man, I bet he stole all my money. He's been acting weird. Like, why didn't he want me to move out here? Why is he so upset with me, you know, changing who's handling my money? Sure enough, it, it all went down. He ended up having to you know, go to the cops. They did this huge investigation. And then they asked him like, what did he spend the money on? what did he do? And he was like, actually he was just kind of, kind of sitting on it. They call it nesting. He goes, turns out about a year later, the cops call me and they say they tore down a wall in his brother's house and found $900,000 of his money just hidden in the wall. What? Yes. That is insane. Yes. Yes. They're like, we got your money. And then he's like, yeah, but because it was part of the investigation, he's like, they held on to it for like two two or three years until we got the money back. And the way he dug himself out of the hole is he started, he started booking like big arenas around the country. And instead of having a promoter, like a normal comedian would go through town, like he would just come here and be like, Hey, Revention Center, I'll give you this many thousand dollars to rent out your venue tonight. And then he sold all the tickets. And then he did that around the whole country where he just went and rented out his own arenas and booked his shows and got the ticket money. And that's how he ended up, getting all his money back but i was with you jerry i was like what happened to that guy and i think that was a big part of it man he he got and now his brother it was his brother and his brother's wife that were in on it they're both in jail right now that's that's crazy yes that, uh, you leave me speechless I, I was wondering what no that explains a lot yeah so I just I wanted to share. I just thought that was interesting like what happened to that guy and you know speaking of you know money laundering and stuff like that but uh, the other thing I thought was kind of funny is, uh, have you seen this thing with Aisha Curry talking about all these these groupies coming up to Steph? And basically her point of all this is that that she has to kind of like step in. Like these girls will even be kind of talking to Steph and like blowing her off even when, you know, she's in the room. Hey, Steph. Yeah, exactly. What you doing, Steph? And, you know, they'll just, you know, totally cut her out of the conversation. And he's, she's like, they're just looking for their, their chance to pounce. So she said she just starts like, excuse me. Hello, how are you doing? She starts jumping in the middle of the conversations. And she said all these ladies are just always lurking around waiting for their opportunity. And she's kind of getting tired of it. So... I mean, no, nothing surprising there, right? Chicks going after millionaire athletes. I mean, that's been happening forever. Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's the hustle right uh -huh. there. Another hustle, and something that I wanted, before we go to break, I want to get your thoughts on this, is I read Google gets delivery drone approval. And to do that, you basically, you almost have to get it. And I don't want to say the wrong terminology here. From what I've read, you have to have a certain, it's almost like uh, the same licensing and, and uh, rights that uh, that planes have uh, to be able to be. Really? Able to, yeah. So basically, Google is working on drone deliveries. And it's going to start, I believe, in Virginia somewhere. They're going to try it out. And basically, imagine that, a drone pulling up to your house and dropping off. 
that expensive whatever that you bought. Uh, what is did. it? Just like fall with a little parachute attached That's to it? I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to see where we go from this. Like, I, 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 I'm all about technology and moving forward, but maybe we're moving too fast. Maybe we're moving. I mean, this is. Uh, uh, there's always a scammer out there thinking about something. This is going to open up doors to doors. I mean, just imagine just uh, drones dropping off. Things that you purchased is it's just they're just gonna be floating around everywhere. I'm here man. for it though. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm I'm right now. I'm that uh, I'm the Kermit. Uh, I'm the Kermit meme with the glasses. Like, yep. Let's see what happens here. I'm I'm for it. I want to see it. I'm I won't be purchasing nothing uh, from the drones itself. But yeah, it's something that I thought it was super cool. Though I ain't gonna lie. When I read it, I said. Uh, Wow. I wonder if you'll even have a choice. You know, maybe that's just how they decide to deliver stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you you wonder if you even have the option if it's a drone or or a delivery driver. We're going to have dudes with net guns out in the neighborhood shooting them drones down, (laughs) picking them packages up. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Christmas time, dude. Yeah. I'm saying. Boys is out there just knocking your stuff down and. So what you know you could track anything now, uh, like your drivers on Uber, for example. So what you're tracking it in the air, and then just <laughs> something went down. You, you're, I mean, you know, what I mean, it's it just, right. it's it's too much margin for error. I'm with you, man. But I'm here for it. We live in interesting times, man. That's always that phrase, right? May you live in interesting times. Like in a year or two, we're gonna like walk outside, and the drone's just gonna like drop your Amazon package like right in your hand. <laughs> Dropping in your hand was the cash from this Leverkusen Woo! game. We came, we saw, and we conquered all in one half. We don't even need a second half. We only needed 18 minutes, but now I look at the score. Four to one? Woo, I hit the over. Four to one. I told you to hit Leverkusen on the money line. Four to one lead. I told you to hit the over for the game. And I told you to hit Leverkusen team total. Is that good? <laughs> it's good enough to keep listening to the show. We'll be right back. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, you're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. If you want to get in, 713-780-3776. If you've been listening, Jerry gave you the soccer play. All three of them already came through. Now you're just sitting there watching the game, you know, maybe drinking a margarita. They can't know? tell me nothing. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Jerry Bow knows with an S is bringing you some good fortune That's, here. Man, they can't hold us back. They, they can't. can't hold us. Shout out to all the bookie busters out there. I tell you on, over Twitter all the time, I appreciate all the uh, all the support that you give me. And I'll tell you now, I appreciate it. And hopefully that we can keep cashing things the way we do. It doesn't always work out, but I try to put you on the right side. And Josh and I, during, just wait till we get back to football whenever we can. Uh, we, we start giving out our because I, I spoke to Josh ADHD the other day over oh, Twitter. Yeah. He's ready. He's going to be back in a few weeks, and I'm curious to see where he's going with. We, we need to have a specific rookies impact on fantasy football show. Yes, um, at least it'll take three, four segments for that, and we'll have that in the next few uh, upcoming weeks. But we're almost there, guys. We are almost back to. The, the 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 grind what this is really about this show started off at fantasy football 
Yeah, we were blessed to be able to continue it be with uh, soccer, basketball, March Madness, anything of the above that you can wager on. But uh, football is where it's at, and we're we're counting down the days. No doubt about it, man. We're I can't wait till these players start reporting. And I was just thinking about this earlier driving in, like. I'm so excited to see what these rookies look like on their new teams, you know, to see how everything blends in. I'm, I'm excited to see Deshaun Watson. You know, do you see they, they picked up the option for, for Will Fuller the other day? Did they? Yeah, so they picked up his fifth-year option. He's going to be back. So, look, I know he's been injury-prone, but, man, when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. He's a – I mean, Deshaun's a guy where I'm kind of – I think you might be able to get good value on him as a quarterback this year in fantasy. And, and with a healthy Will Fuller, I feel pretty good about that. So I'm, I'm excited for that to get started. And I kind of want to talk about all these rookies, how we think they'll have an impact on their team in year one. And, and we'll get into that next week. We're not going to do that today. But for all you, for all the, the people that have been with us from the beginning that love the fantasy football conversation, we're going to get back to that stuff. But, I mean, how can we not be talking about the Rockets right now, man? I mean, this is a big deal. If, you know, if they can win this game, and let's talk about that. We, we hit on it a little bit, Jerry. First thoughts on this next game. You think the Rockets take care of business? Let's drop the pick now. You, you want to? Let's, okay. Let's drop it now. And I'm not – nothing fancy to it. Golden State's about to win that next game. Don't even, mm-hmm. don't even worry about those two points. Take the plus money. Golden State knows that they got to put their foot down after every. And I hate to say it, you know what I mean. And I know it's hurting your heart right now. I'm, I'm messing up the Cinco de Mayo. Don't worry. <laughs> My <laughs> take, margarita tastes bad now, Jerry. Take, take another, <laughs> take another shot. Go ahead and uh, you got somebody out there mowing their yard right now. Listen with us in their ear. Just stopped yeah. it right now and just, just sat down on the curb. I'm sitting on the curb next to you. Uh, arm around your neck. Um, Little, a little, uh, what do we say? Happy days comes on in the back, so it's it's a, it's a good moment, and I'm just telling you, like, it's been nice. It's been a good run. It's just sometimes you're outmatched, and even on days that you're supposed to be blowing out this team, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's time to go. It's been it's been real. It's been fun, but not real fun for for, for us, and it's time to go and. I just think that the the Warriors are going to put their foot down. They're going to have one of those games, and I thought I thought it was going to be game two after all the scrutiny going down after game one. But I hate to say it, they are going to come out tough tomorrow. They know if this is two two, it's a they're back to square. Like you know what I mean? They they've yeah they've. I just don't see the Rockets. The Rockets in their best day aren't going to beat the going the Warriors on their best day. So even on their Rockets good days, they're barely beating the yeah. Warriors on their bad days. If that makes sense. And when it comes down to that, the line moved down obviously. So they're telling you that they're agreeing with us. You know what I mean? If if it, the Rockets covered, but the line went down, hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Uh-huh. What are you trying to tell me here? Because you know that Rocket money's going to come in again. You're telling Rocket guy you only have to win minus two. You're basically saying you can make a bet right now. Basically, just win the game and and you got home court. That's what you're telling the guy, and that he's going to go and maybe he didn't catch all the game yesterday, and then he he goes and looks at the box score and says, "Wow, Eric Gordon finally came along. Capella need he's at home now. He finally." No, don't let that box score tell you what it is. That was they got even. I was in, in the, sitting with the media, and a lot of people kept saying, "I think it's coming. They're about to. They're about to lose this game. This is a the, the this is just the way it goes." And not that they wanted to. Not I mean, because they're all Rocket fans in there, uh, or most of them are the were the people who are around. But it was just a it's a harsh reality, and 
you're playing against some monsters over there. Years from now, years and years from now, these are the guys that you'll be trying to explain to to your kids and your grandkids, telling them like, man, you know, y'all don't believe, y'all not like. There was this guy Steph Curry that there wasn't a bad shot for him. Like he's the one that changed the basketball as far as these kids coming up and and shooting fadeaway three pointers and, and not being called bad shots. You know, he's the one that makes it. Uh, uh, okay for Lillard to be able to pull up from damn near midcourt and bust it and, and people saying, yeah, that was a good shot. Like, okay, I mean, yeah, it went in, but is <laughs> yeah. that a is that a quality shot? No. Like, no, I don't care any way you look at it, but at the end of the day, it makes it to where these players have to have that range. That's the new game we live in, and that team that the Rockets are going up against right now is a juggernaut. Where any way you want to look at it, and I'm gonna blame a lot of this on the not. This is the only reason, but thank you, thanks Clippers for for awakening that giant. I wish they would have just uh, because the the Warriors they they overlook people. You know what I mean? They they're a little cocky team. They yeah. like to overlook people. They like to roll through things. If that don't happen with the Clippers, they, but then maybe things Durant isn't in that mode so much. Don't get me wrong. Not to say that he is, and don't don't get me wrong. It's the playoffs. It's Durant. Yes, I know. But just that extra chip on the shoulder. You saw right after all that stuff went down with Pat Beverly. It, the next game he comes out and he starts torching him. He's going off for fifty out there, and is is he's in the zone right now. Yeah. He is in the zone. Last night when he hit those three three pointers back to back to back, and he cut that 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 deficit down. It was like, oh man, we're the the Rockets are in trouble. No, I'm, unfortunately, I'm kind of with you, my man. Actually, I'm I'm totally with you. So let's just kind of be clear. You saying? Warriors money line. Warriors money line next game. Not not by a not from from uh, when my soul and not with my heart. Like, but in this game, uh, your heart takes away your money like a like a bad ex girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, let her go. <laughs> Hopefully, she won't be back next year. <laughs> well, here's what kind of bothers me. Right? Is I think the Rockets are better than the Clippers. Right? So. I expected more out of the Rockets against the Warriors than the the fight the Clippers put up against them. You know, just if we're kind of looking at power rankings of teams, right? So, you know, just with that line of logic, like the Rockets should at least be able to, you know, win a couple more games here, you know, in the series. But I'm kind of with you, man. I think they come out and, and just and shut the door tomorrow night. I, I, I do. And then, and then once you go back to Golden State and you're down all those games, it, it's over. And I saw someone, I ain't going to mention his name, but comparing you Rockets truth is always going to back his guy. And like, like you should, you know what I mean? But they posted Harden stats for the series and Durant's. And then they, they, they go to say, and people say that Harden, uh, national media guy says that Harden uh, is only goes to the free throw line, gets fouled because they're similar. But if you're watching this series, and you've watched the whole thing. You know that the impact that they're both making is a little bit different. You needed Harden in this in this particular series. You needed that that regular season Harden that was getting 40, 45. Like you need him to be one hundred and twenty percent to be able to pull this off. And yep. not that he wasn't last night. He did his thing. I'm not taking anything away from him. But again, we're saying uh, money wise, betting wise, and and heart aside, and and everything. Just who who's the better team from every standpoint. And and benches because the the only thing that that the Warriors lack is the depth. Yeah, but then yeah. yesterday, Kerr said in that post game, he said, "For there's a reason I'm running these short rotations. I'm not. This is too tight competitive of a of a of a matchup. I'm not going to run any of those guys. I'm going to run it like this, and we're going to play ball." 
So yeah. at the end of the day, I hate to say it, take uh, or don't take nobody because then you could if, if it's not in your heart to go up there and click it, then don't do it. Don't do it. There's a, there's another game. You know what I mean? And yeah, skip it. But as for me, my my dollars are going on the Golden State Warriors Monday line in the next game. Oh man, I don't know, Harrison. What do you think? Do you have a pick? Oh man, it's so hard. You know, if you're gonna <laughs> use money, then yeah, you're probably gonna gonna go for the Warriors. But me personally, you know, I'm staying all the way away from that for sure. Let's go Rockets. Let's get another win, and then you know, we should have got one of those two games of Golden State in the first two games. We should have got one of them. So we go back tied. We can get another one, and we're right back in it. So let's go. I can get out of here, Jerry. I'm not with this at all. <laughs> and no, I like to hear that. I yeah, want to hear too. that because. because at the end of the day, that's what's going to keep the line right there. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, no, honestly, uh, I like to hear that because that's what you want. That's what's going to put uh, butts in those seats. You know what I mean? That's what's oh, going to yeah. get. Yesterday after that Capella block, like you said, like that crowd like shook. It was time. Like, yep. let's get up. Let's go. And you saw that yesterday. And hopefully you see that again. Uh, hopefully they go out fighting. And, and, and like I said, hopefully next time that we speak that we're talking about a, a completely different series. By the time we talk next Sunday, a lot could happen. Oh, yeah. And every game, it, I know it's gone back and forth, but in general, like with just a couple minutes left in the game, all the games have been fairly close. Like they've been kind of weird where it'd be like eight or ten points and then something weird will happen and then it'll be down to three or four points, you know, in a snap of a finger. And I, I'm just saying that could happen again. You know, it could repeat. Usually these things do repeat. So you wouldn't be shocked if, you know, if Harden just hit a buzzer beater and, you know, and they won the game. No, for sure. You know, like that wouldn't be totally surprising. But I'm with you. If I'm putting my money on it, I'm probably going with the Warriors here. And But look, they're the Patriots of the NBA. You know, we talked about this during football season. Why is everybody not taking the Patriots? Everybody's on the Chiefs. Everybody's on the new sexy team. And, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady for a reason. And you know, some things throughout the year. Remember when they lost to Tennessee? And yes. It, it was real bad showings. And then your heart, don't let your fanhood, don't let what you want to happen in football uh, dictate where your money ends. Because once you saw that with Brady, you started telling yourself, and I felt victim to it too, don't get me wrong. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get on the, the Patriots bandwagon as far as betting bandwagon this year until it was too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I got to hit him in the Super Bowl, cool. But I, I had already lost enough throughout the playoffs uh, going against them because I read into those narratives and, yeah. and it was, it was too. Make sure that what you're reading don't don't let the don't turn on the TV and just go off of what the, the, that's telling you because that's not going to guide you. What is what is real? Yeah, they had a bad game against Tennessee. Yeah, that wasn't the same team. Yeah, Gronk wasn't playing anywhere close to the level, but. Like you said, it, 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 the Rockets' words can go anywhere at the end of a game. And sure. if you're telling me that the Chiefs, Patriots was going to go either way at the end of that game and Brady was going to have a chance, and you would have took Brady no matter sure. how sexy Mahomes has been this year, no matter how great the Chiefs play, you still know that you have Bilicek, Brady on one side, and you have Mahomes and Andy Reid on the other. Uh, throw away everything. Throw all that out the window. Everything that the, the Patriots, their, their, their regular season struggles are for, for, their, for their standards. Throw all that out the way, and what happened? Brady did his thing. He's not going to give you the ball. Like throw all that, throw throw that uh, Rams offense out the window because this is this is now, and this is someone that can limit that. And look how they did things. And 
That's why we love football, and that's why people hate the Patriots because you love to hate them. Then they're what you want to be, and hopefully the the Texans and the fans here can get something going out of that. Maybe butt chin grows up one of these days. <laughs> no doubt. I think we get a little too micro during the season, right? We break every single little game down too much, and we need to look at the big picture view where Patriots are on, in it every year, and sometimes it's the simple answer that's the right one. All right, guys, uh, we're up against a break. We'll be right back to listen to Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. You can now listen to all your favorite shows on the Amazon Echo. Oh, sweet, dude. Just say, Alexa, open ESPN 97.5. Now playing ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline, final segment. Man, we've been kind of all over the place today. Very Rockets heavy today, as we should be, right? That was a big, big win last night for Houston. Love that. Done a lot of that talk today. We had a lot of fun stuff today, too, we talked about. So it's been a great show. Go check out Podcast Arena. You can listen to Moneyline. Hector's putting it all up there. Check it out. Really good show today, I thought. 6-1 score at halftime. Not very often you see that. I caught out of the corner of my eye. I saw the the, the opposite team's got white jerseys. I saw the guy with a diving header. I said, <laughs> wow, that was a good play. And then I look at the scoreboard, and they, they gave my team a goal. And that means he scored on the wrong goal. <laughs> it does. My man scored on the wrong goal. That's the kind of luck we are having today. <laughs> Not very often that you get that many goals in the first half where the, the bet was over three. We got double that. The The team total was over two. We got triple that. Crazy. Man, it's been fun. This I've had I've had a blast today. Thanks for Harrison for showing up. Was also uh, he's been killing the jams. Oh, no doubt, Harrison's been fantastic. Man, this this soccer game. I think the other team is going to carry off that player that scored on the wrong goal. Like he's their MVP. He's lucky he's not in Colombia. They, they kill <laughs> yeah. you out there for that kind of stuff. And how do we uh, finish the show? A little bit more money for the people. What do we do here? Do we make them wait for the bookie busters to update? Man, I don't know. I. Th- I think I think they've been good listeners today. I think they deserve a treat, Jerry. Let's rock it then. <laughs> Let's rock it like this. Blazers minus three tonight. I think the Blazers have to pull this game out. We're gonna make it just short, quick, and simple. We ain't got much time in this uh, in this segment. So hit the Blazers minus three. And the Raptors, Sixers, we're going to make them wait for that one because that one's at 2.30. Right when I get home, I'm going to crank up the sports map, uh, the, the bookie busters, yeah. and I'm going to start dishing out. I got some live plays for that game, and uh, we'll leave it at that. But as far as the late game, Blazers, minus three, that's my pick. Last week we gave out winners. We had a caller call in. Uh, he asked about Portland last week. He had a uh, Milwaukee. He swept it. I know we went 4-0 last week's show. So let's continue it. The Things are vibing good here, so let's not change anything up. No, I mean, Jerry's been killing soccer all week. He's been putting money in my pocket. Let him do it for you. And then, hey, it is Cinco de Mayo, so how about we have a little fun here, do a little poll. Margaritas, frozen or on the rocks? Man, this is going to sound so... Uh, 2019, but I like half and half. I those are pretty solid, man. Right, does it does it revoke your man, like man card? You know how some people say when sure. you because when you say frozen, I've gotten looks and I'm like, <laughs> what? I like snow cones. Like, yeah, leave me alone. 
as long as it doesn't have an umbrella in it, you're cool, right? <laughs> I kind of like the umbrella and put it over my ear. <laughs> what about you, Harrison? I'm all about the frozen. Give me the umbrella, too. I'm with it with a little salt. I love it. But to Jerry's point, the pro tip is the half and half because you don't lose any tequila on ice. You know, you got the frozen margarita acting as your ice. Don't let them put ice in there. Do the half and half. Dude, I like that. Yeah, I do, too. It's pretty solid. This place over by me, they, they do that for you. But a lot of times the bartenders look at you like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, they're like, does this idiot really want a half frozen, half on the rocks margarita? And it's, yeah, they're trying to mix it up because yeah. they look at you like, I meant half half order of uh, quesadillas. Like, you know, <laughs> Just like, mess with them? Yeah. No, it, I feel weird when I say it. And I don't know if uh, I know if it's a standard or, or I, I don't even I've never seen it on the menu. I don't think. Me neither. So. No. And see, for me, I'm trying to be like max out the amount of alcohol I can get in my drink. You know what I mean? So all the time I'll ask them like frozen or, you know, on the rocks. Hey, what's got more booze in it? If I'm going to pay nine dollars for this margarita, I, I want to feel something. Whether it's frozen or whether it's on the rocks, I hope you sit you sit plenty today. I oh, hope yeah. I hope you enjoy today's day. I hope you enjoy the games coming up. I hope you enjoy the money that we put in your pocket. And uh, I enjoyed my time here with you guys. Josh, as always, my partner in grind. I appreciate you always riding with me on a Sunday. And as far as the rest of this crew, Harrison the Prod, Brazilian Hector, Jerry Bow Nose with an S, not too cool. Josh <laughs> Jordan, we'll see you again next week. Peace.